Welcome to another. Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, dude? The Leaky Cauldron. Now, I'm Jamie Waylett and I play Crab and not Harry Potter films. And now, Leaky's own Melissa and Ellie. Hello, Potter picked a peck of pickled pepperers. Go ahead, Andrew. Mimic that one. Welcome to Pottercast number 31. We're really excited about this show. Uh, we have Kristen back in the mailbag. She is no longer sick. She can talk again. And it led to some interesting results. And what we're most excited about, Jamie Waylett, who plays Crab in the Harry Potter films, joined us for the news talks, for the wrap-up, and of course for Extendable Ears. He gives us a lot of tidbits about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which is filming now, and we've just had so much fun with him. So we hope you enjoy it, and let's go on to Sue's News. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello everyone, Sue Upton here with a quick recap from the latest in the world of Harry Potter news for you. Our favorite author, J.K. Rowling, recently held a gala fundraiser at Stirling Castle over the weekend in Scotland with the proceeds to benefit multiple sclerosis. This lavish masquerade ball featured a treasure hunt for guests who used clues on the quest that were specially written by Joe. Among the guests attending this event was actor Robbie Coltrane, who of course plays Rubius Hagrid, Keeper of Keys and Grounds at Hogwarts. <laughs> Among the things that were auctioned off at this event included a special diamond necklace which was donated by Joe. All told, the event raised over 350000 in U.S. dollars to help in the fight against MS. We have some excellent photos of Joe, who looked just gorgeous, along with her handsome husband, Dr. Neil Murray, who was also looking very handsome. And he was all decked out for the event, and you can see these photos in our galleries. In a book-related item now, TLC has launched our new book-reading groups, starting with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The first initial groups for this filled up rather quickly, but never fear, we do have a wait list available for another group is due to start in a few weeks. You can find the links to sign up and then be sorted by clicking on leakynews.com or find it in our forum, which you can reach at leakylounge.com. Turning to film news now, we saw a new profile of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film director David Yates that was published in a magazine from his hometown in England. Much has not been known about David and his work as a director here in the U.S., and this is a good article that gives us much more on his background and his career as a director, and you can read the scans to this article in our galleries. Finally, to great rejoicing, the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD was released this week in the U.K. Yay! And in case you missed it previously, we at Pottercast recorded a fan commentary that you can play along while you're watching this new DVD. You can find all the how-tos and the relevant links via our website. Speaking of the films, we do have a terrific show ahead that will bring you much more fantastic insight to the world of the Harry Potter movies, so let's get right to it. For the latest in Harry Potter news, you can find it all at leakynews.com, which is updated daily. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome to Pottercast number 31. 31. 31. Yay. 31. 31. I'm Melissa. It's a good number. It is a good number. Hey, Melissa. Hello. Who's that? I'm John. And who's hanging, John. Hello. who's hanging out over there? Hello, it's me, Sue. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sue's hey. a koozie. So how are you guys doing this week? <laughs> I, I'm oh, doing great. I'm good. I recovered from last week for my birthday, and I'm, I recovered from St. Patrick's Day, so I'm ready to... I'm, I'm, I'm oh, God, your birthday right next to St. Patrick's Day. You just about woke up, didn't you? I did. Just have slow... <laughs> we'll speak in quiet tones, okay? Quiet tones, so Sue doesn't have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Now on to the PG-13 portion uh-huh. of the show. We're very happy to uh. have a special guest with us to be recording this podcast. Oh. He's hanging out as, as, yes. as a co-host. Most of you, maybe all of you, I think all of you mm-hmm. know who he is. He's everybody's <laughs> favorite bad boy. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yay! Besides the blonde one. <laughs> yeah. But he's really the favorite bad boy because he's the sweet one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's yes. say hello to Jamie Waylett. Hello. Hey, James. Hey! Jamie. Hello. Jamie, we've been trying to get you on the show for like three months. It's been a while, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we kept talking and saying, You're, we're, this week, this week. And then it just, it just kept getting pushed. But uh, we're really happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> It'll be, be worth the wait. Yeah. This will be fun. So let's, do, let's, talk, let's talk about some Potter news, and then later we'll get into the filming and, and what you guys are up to, okay? Yeah, yeah. Joe just recently, she, um, the far favorite author, just had a fundraiser for her charity that she supports, um, multiple sclerosis, and she had a big fancy ball in at Sterling Castle, and she, we had some photos of it, and she just looked gorgeous, and she raised quite a bit of money, over two hundred thousand pounds, which I'm not really sure how that what to tr- converts into British do- or American dollars. I don't probably three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, probably three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! She just looked gorgeous, that and she is had those. Heavy. You remember? She, um, we were wondering. She had gotten those earrings. She had talked about getting diamond earrings in that Tatler article, and we wondered because she had these fabulous earrings on at this and the pictures that we saw. And I thought, oh. were they real? No, they <laughs> looked pretty they... costume though. I mean, they did. But Jamie, um, have you seen these pictures? Yeah, she was beautiful. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah. She's a pretty lady. Oh, is, that, is her husband Squish? Yeah. 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 Murray. That's like Devin's name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I wonder if they're related. Distant relation. Well, I think maybe they're different, I don't know, countries? Yeah, <laughs> countries, but the spelling's the same, though. Same spelling. <laughs> it's very confusing. Yeah. Your, your, whole con- your whole little area of Europe is very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> what's a country? What's a, what's a county? What's a... What's a Across, I, even there were British people on our forums trying to figure out what was what, and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so Jamie, I've, I have a question though. Speaking of Joe, does she has she come to the set yet for this new filming? Um, not why I've been there. No, not yet. No. But, um, she should be though, because she's come to all the other films and stuff. So mm-hmm. she should do on this one. It, You've met her. Yeah, yeah, I've met her before. Yeah, at the I think when was I meet me? Was it? F- yeah, the first premiere I met her the first time, and then I see her on set. I've seen her a few times, yeah. Oh, that must be fun. That must be just... That's so cool. Go up and say, hey, Joe, <laughs> what's happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, tell us about the first time you met her. What was that What was that like? Yeah, no, it was exciting. I mean, I was young. I was still, like, uh, just turned 12, I think, at the time, after, like, the first film. So, yeah, it was exciting. Because I was before I'd done... Uh, the film in my primary school, we started reading the first book, so like I did know of Harry Potter and stuff. So yeah, it was it was exciting. What she said in the film, oh, I, I can't really remember to be honest. You know, it was quite a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't she tell you something about crab? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm sure. She, yeah, she said like congratulations and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember better than Jamie does. Yeah, no, I haven't got the best get you to the, He said, she, she, I, I remember you writing somewhere that she said that you're, you're you just, just like the crab in her head, that you were him. Yeah, and she said that to Devon as well. Not crab, obviously, so he was Shavinigan, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, 
one of the things in our news we just had that uh, Mr. Heyman gave a, an update about the filming with Grop and all that stuff. Have you are you able to go see some of the blue screen stuff that they're doing or any of that yet? Um, um no, I haven't seen on that at the moment. But usually, like when it if we're called in for like let's say voiceovers for like you know like background noise and mm-hmm. anything like that, usually like that we get to see bits in here. But at the moment, we should be filming. That's so. brilliant, excellent, so cool. So what what's it like to work with Mr. Yates? I mean, you, you've talked about how it's like with Mr. Newell and them, but what what do you think about him? Oh no, nah, yeah, he's brilliant. Like he's he's, I mean, all these directors I've worked with, there's they're all, you know, I mean, there's nothing bad I can really say. Yeah. Like with Mr. Yates, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's bang on. Like he's when we do the scene, like he's a bit like Mike at first, explains you and tells you what's going on. Like he lets you know, you know, like if you're not if you're not sure about it. And he's been like he, he said to us, like we had a meeting. It was me, Tom, and uh, Josh and him. And he was saying that he likes what we've done in the films, and if we could add more of our little comedy bits here and there, like and what would Crab do and all stuff like that. So yeah, he gives him he gives me an option. Like I can play Crab sort of how I want to, wow. which is good. Oh yeah, I can That's imagine. I mean, I'm not really restricted to what we want to do. Like he said, don't worry. Like just you feel free to let your opinions be known and stuff. So you know, he's really, really is good. Yeah, I, I saw like on uh, on the Goblet of Fire uh, second disc, they're doing like the behind the scenes stuff, and one of the one of the directions that they kept getting was, you know, act like you're at school, like act yeah. like you're at school. So I guess with so many people like that, I mean, you can't individually direct everybody. You have to you have to pull it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so you have to get like a general idea, yeah. But a lot of you haven't really been at school. Because <laughs> <laughs> you mean like normal while. school? Yeah. Normal school, yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, nah, it's been a while, but it does, I mean, when when the camera's not rolling, you're like, it ain't nothing like a school. But obviously during the during the scene, like, I mean, with all the background cast as well, it does feel like you're at a school. Yeah. So let's, let's, um, let's say goodbye for right now. We have a, a lot of, a lot of show coming up, another fan interview and a modcast and the whole deal. Yes. And we'll be back with Jamie for our extendable ears. We'll be talking about the films and lots of good stuff. Great. Excellent. Right, James? See you soon. Yep, yep. <laughs> good, good stuff. <laughs> In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you. Hello, this is Kimberly Blair, better known as Kimmy Blair throughout the forums here. Um, and I am interviewing someone you guys may have seen, Tower Dweller, who in the real world is known as Tori. Um, he's been found in places throughout the princely nook, such as Troubled Trelawney and the Lightning Struck Tower. How are you doing here today, Tori? Doing well, yourself? I'm doing excellent. Great. Um, you sort of, I've seen many of your posts and you've kind of put a different perspective to Trelawney, someone who I didn't pay attention to much at first. Um, you've kind of brought up a lot of her different predictions that she's made and kind of validated a lot of them somewhere where I just, it's not, not something that I ever really thought of, something that I just generally, you know, disregarded. Is there any kind of, any of these predictions that Trelawney's made that you have seen actually been validated that you kind of want to bring to our attention here? Sure. There's actually a couple. Um, you know, most notably are the ones in at the end of Half Blood Prince. I mean, those are the ones that I mean, when she's drawing the card of the, the lightning struck tower, mm-hmm. and the events that happen um, on that tower, they, they they really tie in. But really, Trelawney doesn't come into the books until book three, mm-hmm. and she makes a string of predictions right off the bat when she's you know f- having the f- the first divination with Harry's class. 
she talks about, um, you know, Neville's grandmother, you know, not necessarily being well. She talks about um, a red-haired man. She makes a prediction that they'll all come down with a flu, that she'll lose her voice. Um, then there's the famous one about um, one of our number will leave us forever uh, mm-hmm. around Easter time. And, you know, that one comes true because, you know, right at Easter time, Hermione decides to, uh, you know, bell on the class that she has better things to do with her time mm-hmm. and walks out of Trelawney's class and, and, and really never comes back to the class. Um, and then there's Lavender's Dread, where Lavender gets the news on October 16th about her rabbit dying. And of course, you know, Hermione kind of, you know, shoots that down that, you know, she really wasn't dreading it because this was a young rabbit and yeah. not prone to die. Um, but there are, there are little things. It's, it's, it's almost as if Trelawney is, is, is close to the mark, but she's not exactly right on. Mm-hmm. Um, except for when she does the, the prophecies or when she's making predictions and she's really not, um, I think in some cases she's, she's not aware of what she's saying. Um, a couple of things, for example, that come to mind, you know, we, we talk about the, the lightning struck tower and there's actually something in Goblet of Fire where she has just been crystal gazing and she's telling the class um, you know, what she saw. And of course, you know, she says death, my dears. And everyone is, you know, immediately, Oh, this is another, you know, predicting Harry's death type of yeah. thing. But she goes on to say, and it's really kind of interesting. She says, uh, yes, said professor Trelawney, nodding impressively. It comes ever closer. It circles overhead like a vulture ever lower, ever lower over the castle. Mm-hmm. And the reference to the vulture recalls back to um, Prisoner of Azkaban when Neville is doing um, the, the, the Bogart lesson and the, his Bogart turns into Snape and with ridiculous, it takes upon, you know, the, the clothing of his grandmother and his grandmother has this, this vulture hat. Mm. So if you, if you read it in terms of, you know, it's ever closer, it circles overhead, the highest tower at the castle is, of course, the astronomy tower. Mm-hmm. And then like a vulture could actually be interpreted as, as Snape. And, of course, um, you know, what happens on the, the, the tower, the mm-hmm. astronomy yeah. tower at the end of um, Half-Blood Prince, I think, I think ties in there. Now, is there any other foreshadowing you kind of want to point out, either from Trelawney or in any other aspects of the book, either between Harry's dreams that he kind of has or anything like that that you see? Well, Harry's dreams is probably my, my favorite topic these days. Um, I think the dreams really do tend to foreshadow what's going to happen in, in later books. Um, if we look at uh, Harry's dream at the, when, he, when he first comes to Hogwarts, um, again, this is in, in uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Harry gets her. He has a dream of a turban. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a Quirrell's turban, and, and he's telling him that you know, he should be in Slytherin. Then there's an interesting kind of series of, of transitions where he sees Draco and Draco's laughing and Draco turns into Snape and then Snape gets this high cold laugh and there's a green flash, which, you know, recalls back to the Avada Kedavra curse and, and the, the curse that killed his parents. Yeah. So that there's almost a, a tie between, you know, Draco Malfoy, Severus Snape and Lord Voldemort. Yeah. In addition to Quirrell, who we know you know, is, is the villain of the, of the first book. Because Harry 
you know, before he even realized he was a wizard, he did have like the green flash of light dream. And then later on in Order of the Phoenix, you ha- he has a dream where he is walking down the hallway, walking down the hallway every night. So right. his dreams are definitely something that, you know, if a dream something, it probably either foreshadows something or ties into something somehow. Yeah, I think there are actually – Harry has, in, in my opinion, three types of dreams. He has what we would consider normal dreams. Those are the dreams that, you know, are if, you know, him dreaming about Ginny or him dreaming about um, Cho. Um, those are dreams that nor- a normal adolescent would would have um, in regards to the happenings in their day to day life. You know, the subconscious kind of works through the issues at night, and and Harry has definitely these kind of dreams. Then Harry has what are called the strange dreams. And I would consider that turban dream that we just talked about in that class. Yeah, it's definitely And there's strange. a couple of, exactly. And there, and there's a couple of others. There's a, there's a Patronus dream that he has in, in prisoner of Azkaban mm-hmm. where he's been having these lessons with Lupin where he is, you know, trying to produce a Patronus mm-hmm. and he has what I call the Patronus dream because in this dream, there's a silvery white, something that he's chasing, and, um, of course he doesn't quite get to the end of the, you know, quite to the end of the dream, but he hears the hooves going and, and it's, it's really hinting at what his Patronus actually becomes, which is of course the stag, which was what his father, you know, turned into. So he has those strange dreams. And then he has a, the third class, which you talked about, which is these dreams of the corridors, mm-hmm. the dreams that are really prevalent. I mean, that's probably the, the dream that occurs the most often yeah. in all the books. And it happens, you know, probably about, I, I've counted at least 10 times in order of the Phoenix where he has these dreams of the corridors. And those are what I consider connection dreams. Mm-hmm. They're dreams that are a direct result of his connection with Lord Voldemort. He has a telepathic connection that, at first is, you know, he's unaware of the connection yeah. and Lord Voldemort's unaware of the connection. Um, but then as time goes on, you know, these, these dreams become actually projections of Lord Voldemort through that, that connection that they have. Good deal. Now are you ready for our favorite section of the fan interview? Absolutely. Okay. Now let's start off with someone who we were talking about earlier, Professor Trelawney. She thinks she's going to live, die. You know, I actually think she's going to die. I, I, you know, I, I hope that she doesn't. But honestly, you know, the, the fact that she's seen all of the Grimm's, you know, she's she sees death everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of forebodes that she's, you know, kind of done for. Plus, with with Dumbledore gone from from Hogwarts, yeah. um, you know, who's who's really there to protect her, and you know. The prophecy is known by Voldemort, and I think they may go after her. Okay, how about Ron and Hermione? Mm, I think they both make it. Yay! Okay, how about Remus Lupin? Lupin, he's got to make it. He's, you know, he's he's had such a hard life. He and and Tonks really have to, uh, you know, live the happily ever after. So I guess Tonks is also going to make it? Yeah. Yay! I like to see the couples all happy together. Which reminds me, <laughs> speaking of couples, we have Ginny. Do you think she's gonna? Ginny's gonna make it. She already had her brush with death in uh-huh. Chamber of Secrets. Show. Yeah. Now here's the Weasley that some people think might not make it. Percy. Uh, guy. 
you know, Percy's going to make it. He's mm. he's too much of a he's too ambitious not to. Good deal. Okay, how about Draco? No, nah, he's going to die. Then his dad, good old Lucius. Mm, Lucius, I think he's going to see his son die. I think you know that'll be oh. probably the worst punishment you know he could yeah. have. Huh? I didn't even think about that. How about good old Bellatrix? Ah, uh, she's got to die. Neville. Neville's gonna Neville's gonna live. Actually, I think he'll be the one that does Bellatrix in. Good deal. It's, I sometimes think that, but I sometimes don't want to think of Neville, you know, doing something like that because he's sweet and so innocent. innocent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about good old Voldy, Lord Voldemort? Ah, uh, he's done for. Done for. And Harry's Harry? gonna get the Horcruxes, and he'll he'll get him. And then Harry. Yep. You know, Harry's one. He could almost pull a you know. A, a quick death and someone revives him and, and, and then he, you know, does the final blow to Voldemort. He could almost do that, oh. uh, you know, passing through the shadow of death thing. Huh. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I thank had you. a good time interviewing you, you know, and we'll see you around the forum boards. This is fun. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh dear, we Hello everyone, welcome to the Modcast. This is Jason, aka the Guru of Sloth. With me today is... Hey everybody, this is Doris. And here's me, Astrodawamu. Today we're going to be doing sort of a character analysis, and um, we're, we're going to be looking at Ginny Weasley. Alright, so, Ginny Weasley, what her character development starting from sort of a you know just kind of a oh yeah by the way ron's got a sister right a very very shy yeah girl. yeah sort of almost like the typical younger sister like when you used to go to your friend's house it's like they'd have their younger brother there they'd always like yeah. run and hide right or like they'd never come out of their room because they'd be playing or something she was well, <laughs> typically like that in my case we used to just torture my friend's little <laughs> siblings but well, that's because you're me, yeah. but yeah, but, but most people aren't like that, Jason. Uh, come to the dark well, side, you know Jason. Funny? Come it, to the dark side. That's right. <laughs> no, no, stay on the good side of Slither me. Come on. Just, just leave Lori alone. And it, one thing I thought was cool is, is in the first book when they go to the train station, and and Jenny's there. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that that yeah. I've heard uh, like, Melissa kind of, and them talking about that, and it, they're totally right. It's. It's kind of one of those things you may not notice, or at least I don't remember if I noticed it that much when I read it, but it seems so significant in retrospect. Yeah, you know, it's like she's always there, but she's so not there. I mean, kind of blends in with the background. And then all of a sudden, second book, bam, it's Jenny. Right. You know? And even there, she was, you know, you don't notice her that much until you, (laughs) until like she's gone. (laughs) Yeah, and and she kind of seems like this. you know, I mean, I hate to say this, but she seems like this puny female in the second book until you find out in the end that she's been possessed by the dark right. lord. But she, yeah. uh, she's just, you know, sick, and everybody's trying to take care of her. And nobody really knows what's wrong with her, and and then, you know, but she Harry copes so well. I mean, when it, when it comes to, it, I mean, um, in Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, there's there's no real recollection of what she's been through to yeah. a major extent. I mean, she's been through a lot. I mean, she's eleven. You know, to have been mm-hmm. possessed and then find out that, you know, who you've been possessed by, it's enough to, you know, send someone to some mongos. Yeah, but it's almost amazing that, that that's hardly even well, mentioned. I guess Harry just doesn't 
that's not really at the top of his mind. Yeah, he's a man. (laughs) You know, the one thing that impresses me about her, though, is that she's like the way her her character, well, about Joe's writing, really, is the way her character has progressed because she was kind of first book, just sort of this mamsy pamsy Mm -hmm. girl who was there, who just had this huge crush on Harry. And then she was, you know, popular, well-liked. She's obviously a very, very talented witch. You know, she's got a lot of talent magically. So, um, you know, she's really defined herself as an important role in Harry's life, not just romantically, but as a a force to be reckoned with. And she challenges him, which is great, like, especially in book five, obviously in book Mm -hmm. six. But, you Mm -hmm. know, she's one of the few who will tell it like it is to him and he'll actually listen to her. You know, it just, well, it's almost like she becomes not really his equal, but um, his partner. Yeah, sometimes. In a way. I think it might also have to do with, you know, Harry is part of the family. And although she does have other feelings for him, I mean, she treats her brothers like that. She doesn't take any rubbish yeah. from any of the brothers. You know, she's grown up with them and it's enough to harden anyone against, you know, uh, taunts and what have you. And, right. you know, so she's she's got nothing to, to lose. So she will say it as it is because... He is a part of the family in whatever respect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's not interested in playing games in general, I don't think. And I'm sure no. Harry appreciates no. that. Um, he seems like someone who likes to get down to, you know, the actual truth of things. Yeah. And she's got no huge ambitions or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Does she yeah. remind you guys of, of Lily in a way? Well, I've definitely heard people say that. And I can, I can see that. We don't the, know enough about Yeah, I don't Lily. really know much about Lily. That's the problem. Yeah, there are I, some I read of those in a, features. Yeah, I read in a character par- parallels and thread in Obscurus that uh, yeah, there are there are a lot of people who do sort of a, a character comparison, but it is one of those things you don't really know enough about Lily to mm-hmm. compare her. Yeah, I don't think um, Ginny would have put up with James um, <laughs> like Lily did. I mean, Lily just kind of like, oh yeah, James. I can imagine her saying, yeah, James, whatever. You know, just you go do whatever one. I'm just going to go over here. Whereas Jeannie would probably gone up, hexed him, and said, just leave me alone. Yeah. And he'd have left her alone. What about um, the whole seventh child thing? People love to talk about that, and I think that there probably is something to it. Yeah, you know, it, I think I think that comes because we used to discuss this loads, mm-hmm. like before um, Half Blood Prince, and now seven, the magical, most powerfully magical number, blah blah blah. <laughs> she is, you know, the seventh child, yeah. and I mean they're a very powerful magical family, really. The Weasleys, anyway. I mean, you know, you've got head boys, yeah. um, you know, Quidditch captains. I mean, the twins are exceptional. I mean, you know, the fact that Flitwick kept their swamp, you know, as an honor of you know their talent, right. really. And then you've got Ginny who is still developing as a witch, really, mm-hmm. you know, and her powers. So I think she's got a lot of magical potential and a lot of very strong, concentrated magical power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, going back to, was it you, Jason, who said about her and Harry being on equal footing? Um, I may have, yeah. I definitely think that, I mean, she's probably one of the characters who can definitely, you know, stand up to him as as powerful and as an equal, kind of, in, as far as inner strength and also magical strength well and you know one thing i was reading yesterday when we were looking at doing this as a topic is that um, there are some there is some mythology about the seventh daughter mm-hmm. and how the seventh daughter was protected by a stag which i thought was just kind oh, of a really, really interesting yeah uh, i thought i shared that with you jason i Did probably I l- overlooked the stag part or i must yeah 
and and it was um you know it was just kind of one of those interesting little side notes that probably you know, has nothing to do with it but it was just kind of fascinating that yeah that uh yeah the seventh daughter is is usually protected Be- because by of all the details that that uh rolling brings in like there's always the chance that any like minor thing like that could be significant like maybe she did think about it you just never know but sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you can always dig and dig and a lot of it's just going to be nothing really but, yeah but yeah, yeah and she's also the the first daughter to be born in the weasley line for generations right i think right. that was said i don't know if in an interview or something um but anyway you can right. speculate on what that means but it, it at least points to the fact that there's probably some significance to that or it wouldn't be even said, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, what do you guys think of her name, Jenny? Oh, yeah. Ginevra, right? Ginevra, yeah. Um, yeah. There are, there are two interpretations on that, aren't there? The one is that it's, um, I think, an Italian form of Guinevere. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I've... And the other is that it's, um, I think, Irish or Gaelic. Um and means white foam. White foam? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think yeah. possibly the connection to Guinevere may be more prudent. Yeah. Um, because, I like the connection you know, to Guinevere because of the whole King Arthur tie. Yeah, and, and her father's Harry name. And Arthur, yeah. Percy. Yeah. You know, I definitely all the other names, would have William. thought of the Guinevere thing. It makes mm-hmm. me think that there's something to the Weasley family. Like, I don't know, if people are looking for heirs or something of say Gryffindor or some other line that maybe you know, we've been be looking in, at Dumbledore or Harry and we're looking in the wrong spot. Um and the I think the other thing that we, we really ought to mention about um Harry uh Ginny is yes <laughs> um that she's Harry's girlfriend. True. Is she um, really okay. uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was Hermione. Oh no wait, never mind. Oh gosh. Bye Doris no, bye I'm <laughs> well, you brought it up. Um, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'm living up to this newfound romantic side of me <laughs> yeah, um, that Doris has inflicted upon me. Um, it's right. horrible. It's like it's like an ailment. Um, but yes, you know, she's she's something different to Ron and uh, Hermione. She's yeah. close to Harry, and really, I mean, I don't think he ever, you know, re- I mean, he liked Cho, but he cares for Ginny. Right. And I think this is a different aspect of love in his life that he's not had before, you know, romantic love. Sure. I mean, and he I likes Ginny, like, all of her, right? Like, he, he likes her, he knows her as a person, whereas Cho, he didn't really, he just said, no. I mean, he loved, or I don't he didn't love her, but he, he really liked her, but it was very much a crush, like a romantic thing. He didn't yeah. really know much yeah. about her. What do you hope. think of the kiss? I mean, that first kiss, I, I know that, I mean, we have to say something about that first kiss. Because that was, like, so romantic, wasn't it? I guess it was. I mean, it was. I was definitely hoping for them to actually get together and kiss at, at some point. I don't know. I didn't think it was the most romantic kiss in the world, but I don't know why. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I was glad that it happened. Yes. Well, I think that. I think on that lovely, happy, <laughs> romantic note, we'll wrap Aww. up before I feel too ill. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is me saying goodbye, Laurie Damaral. Hey, this is Doris. Y'all have a good day. And this is Jason saying, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. Welcome to Mailbag 31. Damn. Yeah, for 31, 31. Mailbags. Hurrah. Oh, we haven't really Can done we, 31 Mailbags. Wait, we've, wait. We've missed did a I just mailbags. hear? Did I just hear a phantom voice? 
Who was that voice? Who was it? That was me. Who's me? Because I'm not used to the voice anymore. Kristen. <gasps> Kristen's back! Yay! Uh, Hooray! Illness did not claim her. That's right. <laughs> Praise be. I know. She, I, have, I have been away. Oh, Kristen, you've been so sick. Yeah. I have been, but I've decided to live. We have missed you, Kristen. Oh, I she decided you guys to. It has too. not been the same. It hasn't been the same. In your absence, some really insane stuff has happened. We're glad we're know. back because did you hear about Mr. Blood? No. <laughs> I have to explain to you about the joys of Mr. Blood. Oh, Tell me, Kristen. <laughs> I have missed Mr. Blood. What Mr. Blood this? is making Since his tour of the United Mr. States Blood. right now. I know. He's even he's even turned into a he's, musical. He's been to a court. Or at least he's... <laughs> He's co-starring in a musical. He's been to a boardroom. In the Chipotle musical. <laughs> There's actually a question about Mr. Blood. Oh, no. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Is Mr. Blood something like Flat Stanley? What's that? Flat Stanley is like... I th- was it a book? I think it was a book. Yeah. Yeah, and kids... There's like an official Flat Stanley project webpage. Um, he was from a book, and kids like started cutting him out and having their picture taken around the world on their travels with him. Right. So, uh, <laughs> he, so Mr. Blood is now like those little garden gnomes in Amelie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like Flat Stanley. Oh my gosh. There's a whole new like landscape of avatars in front of us right I know. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kristen. The travels of Mr. Blood. To oh, give man. you a primer, let's give Kristen a primer. Okay. Mr. Blood is what Harry ha- is what what John has named the blood that he thinks resides in both Harry and Voldemort's yes. veins. Yes, <laughs> it is Mr. Harry's blood. blood. No, see, oh no, it was born no. in it's Harry. A long conversation. It is. It was born in Harry, and it is now inside of Voldemort as well. Well, okay. Since we're talking about Mr. Blood, do you think we should go right to the Mr. Blood question? Yes, yeah, yeah, that would the make Mr. Blood question segment appropriate. Hi, you guys. I was just um, listening to a podcast from a few, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and John, no, I'm trying really hard to see things from your point of view, and I guess I can agree that there's a possibility that um, Harry and Voldemort are sharing the same blood that Voldemort didn't have any to begin with, but why does that mean Harry has to die if Voldemort does? Because Harry's not possessing any of his blood, so if anything, Voldemort seems to be tethered to Harry's lifeline. So if it was, there was something to happen to Harry, I can see why that would be bad for Voldemort. But if something bad would happen to Voldemort, it's not like Harry possesses any, any of his essence. It's the other way around. So I'm not sure I see why anything bad would have to happen to him. And I hate to bring it up again, and I hope Melissa and Sue don't kill me for it. But I'd just love to hear you kind of try to back it up again. Thank you. Bye. Well, what this girl is saying is she's uh, agreeing with me and Sue. Mm-hmm. And that, no, and she's that, not. And that no. Harry... And that Voldemort has Harry's, but Harry doesn't have Voldemort's. That's right. But that's, that's I'm no, that's to that, exactly John. what I said. No, 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 you <laughs> said. No, 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 no. It's only I can't Harry's say it that no. we're dealing with. Oh, my head no, hurts already. Harry doesn't have Voldemort's blood because Voldemort didn't have any blood to begin with. No, no, but what you're saying no, is, is no. that they're, they're, they are one and the same thing. What happens to one must happen to the other because there is no mm-hmm. difference between the blood. Oh, no. <laughs> That part is just me screwing that around. That's what you what? said. Obviously, Voldemort's not going <laughs> to die if Harry falls down the stairs. Regardless, Voldemort does have Harry's blood and no other blood than that. No, 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 no. That you based Sue, the last like several me. weeks on this whole deal. Wait, 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 wait. Sue, you just did a me. 
I can never do it again, so I don't make me ask you. I can't do it. There's just no way. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. But how anticlimactic would that be if, like, Voldemort fell down the stairs and Harry died? That's, like, the end of the story. Wouldn't that be awful? That'd be crazy cool. Yeah, no one can write a book like that. I think, John, no one you might be able to write a book like that. I don't that. think it would sell. I might, I might have to. I think I'll, I'll write the book and all the proceeds can go to comic relief. And it will just be like a little uh, amending to the, to the series. Well, couldn't you write fan fiction for comic relief? I mean, I would, I would I pay could. for that. You know, it's about time I wrote some fan fiction, I think. I think so. Oh, no. I think I've been... <laughs> Involved with reading the fan fiction for long enough, I think it's about time I wrote some okay. fiction. Okay, well, I'll read under, it uh, under an anonymous name. Oh, oh, uh huh. And then we could interview you for the fan fiction segment. You could. I could be in the fan <laughs> fiction segment. That'd be You're gonna hardcore. have to disguise your voice, though. Yeah, I think I've disguised my voice as a few things before. Who was the uh, Who was the guy who called in <laughs> in like Dollish a few weeks ago? Oh yeah. <laughs> Somebody guy? actually called you out on that on the forum. Who was that guy? The day I was wondering if anybody would get it. Kristen, we had people call up to say like what their favorite new character was, and John called up and goes, "I like Dolish." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, Kristen, is it like you never left? Totally, <laughs> except for Mr. Blood. I mean, but I I'm up to date on that though. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Just as long as we're we're up to date. With all my crazy stupidity. Oh, John, you're not stupid. This is very important. But you do need to write fan fiction. My mindless contribution. Kristen, I think you're right. You know, yes. I, I'm seriously thinking about it now, now that you mention it. Oh, oh, we could do like a, I think we should do a fan fiction challenge just for him. Like, you have to write, it has to have three, three yeah, characters. Yeah, what should I write about? Well, we'll give you the details. Like, it has to involve three characters. <laughs> it's like one of those, and, like one of those fill in the blanks. Yes, Like one yes. of those nerd. What is it called? The yes. ad, ad libs? Oh, and people could call in. Yes. People could call in with like the details. Like Hermione has to it has to involve like I don't know. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. Oh. Me too. Yay! This is great. Do, do give us a voicemail. Give us two give us two to three characters and a plot line and John will write the fanfic. Yeah, like two, yes. and and it'll be it'll be two pages or less. Oh. Okay. You think we could do that, John? We should put a limit so he doesn't spend all his time doing it. Like just like a page or a couple paragraphs. Sure. Just be a, a page, John. Oh, my gosh. That's sure. brilliant. I can't even believe Absolutely. how funny this is going to be. My <laughs> writing actually is pretty much up to par with all the best writing I've ever written. Especially or, before <laughs> you've had a grammar read. checked. Especially. <laughs> No grammar check, no spelling yes. check. Just as it comes out but to, see, spray, to the typewriter. John is like not even John's writing anymore. I don't even know why anybody <laughs> would want an editor. It's not John even work. English anymore either, though. It never oh. started out as English. That's what I'm saying. My head is just spinning at this thought. Do you know? Oh, man. <laughs> Can I submit some? Because I got some good ones. Oh, by all <laughs> means. <laughs> I'm, I'm typing some now as like we're doing so it. So I'm not going to write... I'm not going to write anything about Jason Isaacs in a broom closet. Oh, with I, I, it's not going to happen. All audiences rating. <laughs> well, he's cleaning Let's the broom closet. Please. He's a janitor. He takes Filch's job. There we go, oh, baby. Goodness gracious. Okay. Can we do, please move to the Do we even have the voicemails? Is that possible? Yes, we do. Okay. We do. Hi, this is Casey, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I had a question about the Goblet of Fire movie relating to the book. 
in both, they talk about how winning the Triwizard Tournament is a huge accomplishment. And as the movie says, you'll reach eternal glory. But they've never really talked about it in the coming books or anything. I know that it was kind of shot down because of Voldemort coming back, but since the Ministry didn't believe in that, wouldn't they have recognized it or something besides just a newspaper story? Thanks. It's a big enough deal that, like, two schools blow off, like, an entire year to hang out at Hogwarts for us. (laughs) I think it's just one of those things, like winning the Olympics. You'll always be known as the person who won the blah, blah, blah. But it's not like you walk around with a golden aura around you. I mean, the thing about Harry is it's kind of wasted on him because everyone already knows who Harry is. So probably it would have been a bigger deal if someone else had won. Like Cedric. Sure. Poor dead Cedric. He died hard. You're just killing Sue now. Sue, didn't they send you flowers from like? Didn't he send you flowers from Beyond the Grave for your birthday? Yes, he did. That yes, is so cool. Of him. I know he's the best. We never asked. What did the card say? It said, um, "To the Queen of Hufflepuff." Oh, have a happy birthday. Love Cedric. Oh, love Cedric. It's awesome. I want to make out with you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, this person had another question. I I, I, I want to play it because I'm flattered that she asked. So I'm sorry. She just it's it's to me. The other question was towards Melissa. I know you went to the Rent movie premiere. I wanted to know if you got to meet Adina Menzel, who played Maureen, because she's my favorite singer. Thanks. Bye. There's a little piece of trivia that's attached to that question. Adina Menzel is the first person I ever interviewed, ever. Really? I've been a fan of her from, you know, way back, and when I figured out that I wanted to do journalism, I wrote her record company a letter and said, I would like to interview Adina Menzel. (laughs) You know, not having any idea. And I came back and and I interviewed her, and she's, she's awesome, so... Oh, she was the Alphaba in Wicked, and she um, is is Maureen in Rent, the original Maureen, and she's in the movie. Oh, you remember okay. her? We yeah. saw it together. Yeah, she's got a set of pipes like you can't imagine, and is oh, yeah. probably one of the nicer people you'll meet ever. Not like I know her, but you know when I'm when I was like eighteen, and this is the first person I ever interviewed. I was like, uh, you know, done yeah. hanging out, like I'm interviewing a celebrity. I'm interviewing a celebrity, you know. Um, that and she so was cool just, oh, dude, she put me at such ease. I was a nervous wreck. I still have the tape of that, and I can't even listen to it because I was like, uh, uh, so my first question I is... want to listen to that tape. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Oh, it's come awful. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never, I'm... never. Okay, next question. Next question. Hi, this is Kelsey Pierce from Greenwich, Kentucky. I just want to know which Harry Potter director you like the best. All right, thanks. Bye. Mmm. Mmm. Uh, I think I like. Um, wow. See, I like I like the fourth movie, but I don't like uh-huh. Newell because he was kind of a butthead after the premiere. No, I hugged him, John. He was nice. No, he was very impatient with me. John, we're all impatient with you. <laughs> no, I think I think anybody I talk to should stop everything they're doing and talk to me and not say. Especially I'm sorry, if you're a very highly powered, highly paid director. Yeah, I don't care who you are or who you think you are. You buddy. know, he was really waistcoat. nice. No. no, he was nice. He was nice. I have to say, I, I thought Newell did an excellent job with this movie. Uh, given all the my, my criticisms, a lot of it have to go with the script. So yeah, not so much the director. But I really liked Quaron's, uh artistic touch that he brought on on some of the things. I liked his use of transitions. And although the I I have issues with them stupid crows, I just thought that was and then the creepy skulls everywhere that just flipped me out. <laughs> what about you, Kristen? 
not to, well, not to like name drop, but when we were at the premiere, Melissa and I talked to, I remember standing there talking to Chris Columbus and he was such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. to him for like 20 minutes. He was just awesome. All right. Listen. Yeah. yeah yes. I'll, well, you finish and then I'll explain something. Well, so I think um, Alfonso did a great job with the third movie. I think it's beautiful to watch. And I think Mike Newell did a really good job with the fourth movie. And just as far as, like, nice guys, my vote goes to Chris Columbus. You know, right now I would say that my favorite director at, for, for their for their vision that they projected onto the film would be Alfonso Cuaron. I think the director who did the best job is Mike Newell. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Chris Columbus's films, almost unanimously, they come out and they're warmly received. And then 20 years later, everybody has seen them. Who hasn't yes. seen Adventures in Babysitting? I love Adventures in Babysitting. Me. Okay, wow. so, John. Hi, Melissa. Yes. We get letters all the time from people who hate the second, hate the last two movies because they they so loved what Chris Columbus did with the first two. And I have friends yeah. who aren't huge book fans, and the movies they pull out to watch all the time are the first two. You know, the, the further we get from those first two movies, the warmer I feel about them, yeah. about the, the level of magic that he was able to bring. And I, I just have this feeling that we're going to see him again, that he's going to do seven. I just have a feeling. I think it would be sort of poetic that he came back to finish what he started. I, I, I'm, I have not met him, but he is, was raised in Ohio. But the things I like about him, and I will say this in defense of the first two movies, they're very family-friendly. His movies mm-hmm. are very accessible, and that's a big criticism that's heaped on him by a lot of people. And there's a certain amount of I can understand why there's criticism, but his movies are solid and and mm-hmm. they're enjoyable. I mean, they they may not be Oscar-winning, you know, um, artistic creation, extraordinaire breakthrough things, but they aren't horrible, you know. I mean, who I know, hasn't seen Home Alone? I, Home Alone's oh, a really good movie. I know, and it is. <laughs> it's it's a darling movie, and, and everyone I think, and Mrs. Doubtfire is when I enjoyed I that mean, movie. It was so funny. It's it's but, he gets this he gets this reputation sometimes i feel mm-hmm. for being more of a craftsman than an artist yeah and mm, but he yeah. but he continually puts out these good he wrote goonies i love goonies. didn't he Who doesn't am i love making goonies? that up no no he did write that he's he was a screenplay writer with that because i that know is one of the favorite fans, movies so. of all time and i think yeah. it's a lot of people's face so he has this quality i don't know what it is but it cannot be fluke that all these movies have been favorites for so many years now right so i think that he gets a little bit um underappreciated by film lovers next voicemail yes we have a okay one more Ooh, this is Madison from Florida. Okay, I was just wondering when y'all were going to have another live Skype podcast that people could call in and ask you questions because I would definitely be interested. It would be great if y'all could just announce that on the show. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. Let's announce it right now. Okay. When? The the next live call-in cast shall be... Thirteen and a half weeks. No. <laughs> no, John. No. <laughs> okay. How about what's what's today? Sometime in March? Yeah, sometime in March. It'll be soon. It'll be within a month or so. It will be in April. Maybe maybe before that you'll have the next commentary. That's coming soon too. Well guys, that's our last voicemail. Oh uh, for now. For now. Oh, it's the end. 
Oh, it's the best oh. male bag 31 we've ever done. Uh, the best film. <laughs> Shut up, Blake. Come on, get your own material. I don't know. I think you, I've lost this material. I think, it's, I think it's done. I think it's oh. mine now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh. Thanks for joining us in the mailbag. If you want to leave us a voicemail where we could, so that we could not answer it at all, please do so using Skype <laughs> username, <laughs> Skype username Pottercast, or call us at 1702-42-LEAKY, which breaks down to 1702-4253259, or in the UK, the UK, yes. it's, it's something 207-193-2872, or you can send us a voicemail to staff at Pottercast.com, and about that, we tend to not get the voicemails from that but we have like a backlog of them so we're gonna we're gonna go back yes. and, and make sure we get to those we're gonna do a straight segment of nothing but the gmail voicemails, voicemails. yeah also great if you want to if you want to send john a chipotle card we're up to six now john six chipotle cards wow. you've got four chipotle cards until you have to get into the harry potter costume and do dance dance revolution and upload it <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. oh my god, oh my god. God, that he said he would. I'm truly getting a little nervous. <laughs> Only oh. four to go, and I haven't been to the voicemail box to the to the PO box in about two days. So, Uh-oh. wow, I cannot okay. wait for that. You know, PO box four zero five five nine, Staten Island, New York one zero three zero four. Attention, Linky Cauldron. Attention, Pottercast. Attention, John Noe DDR Dance Revolution Fund, which is something uh. that we got this week. <laughs> Whatever you want, and that's it. Oh my. And we we haven't told them that every card after, above ten forces me to go to the actual Chipotle in Vegas in full Harry Potter costume. <laughs> You'll be going that, alone. Uh, no way, man! Dangerous. I would go with you. You're gonna just get to into a robe and a tie in that 110 degree weather. And, and I'm gonna I would, film I would you need the whole that way. That'd be too calories. funny. Oh my god! Uh, I'm not going you with do you. That. You can go Come by on, yourself. people. No way, man! I'm going with you. That is just too funny you know to miss. Harry Potter fans, <laughs> Melissa is embarrassed of Harry Potter fans. No, you no, 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 no. It's about you John it in, in a Harry Potter costume. She is embarrassed of you all. <laughs> That's what's embarrassing. <laughs> no because, way, man. Because yeah, there's going to be no Harry Potter dress-up people at Lumos. No, Eric's going to be one of them. I'm fine with that. It's you, my friend. Oh, what? come on. That'd be great. I can't look good as a Hogwarts student. I'm sure you'll look great, but there's just something about it that disturbs me. John, I, Well, we you... need to have our friends at Alivon's hook me up with a costume, because I still don't have one yet. Oh, man. And you know what? You could wear Hufflepuff colors. That'd be really cool. I'll, I'll go oh, with Oh, yeah. That could be a good. I could also <laughs> shoot myself in the head. <laughs> you should do that. That's really nice. Wimp, you're always standing up with you, you big... <laughs> After Sue gets his hands on him. Kristen, are you glad you're back? I am. This is great. (laughs) She says in this calm voice, like I'm surrounded by lunatics. She's like, this is Uh, just, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, that's the end of the mailbag. (laughs) 
cheers the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to wail time to put on our extendable ears listen in on potter talk from the people making the magic and it's time for the extendable ears with everybody this time how fun will that be Cool. We still have Jamie Wallet. Yay! Yeah, hello. <laughs> who's otherwise known in the U.S. as Jamie Wallet? Oh yeah, Wallet. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> they they misprinted his name on a sign. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it was Jamie Wallet. I think someone should make you a wallet. It could be the Jamie Wallet. <laughs> Jamie Wallet. <laughs> Jamie's wallet. Actually, that's going to be on a video that I um I'm still putting together from when you guys were here in November. Oh yeah, in the hotel. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had a good time. Cool. It was fun. All right, so we're going to talk with Jamie about, gee, let's think, mm. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how's it going? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Fine. It's relaxing, resting. It's a calm Sunday afternoon over in, where are you right now? I'm in sunny England. <laughs> sunny? Is it sunny? No, nah, not really. It's rainy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, that doesn't sound like England. <laughs> And how long have you been um, filming so far with uh, five? For the last few weeks I've been filming. Yeah, the last few weeks. Ooh, it's been busy with Very that. exciting. So tell us about it. How's it different? Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it feels a lot different, obviously, from Change of Director. And there's a, there's a lot of different crew members as well. So, oh. yeah. But it's, I mean, it's fun. Having a good time. Well, you guys are a little older now. Yeah, yeah. So has that... Has that reflected what's been going on on set at all? Uh, yeah, nah, sort of like, but it's just, everything feels a lot more professional as well, obviously, because I've got a bit older as well, and I've stopped school, tutoring now and stuff. No. So, yeah. That's so are we going to get to hear you, are we going to get to hear you talk in this film? Um, nah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> just just awesome. stay stupid as ever, isn't it? Stay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you're so funny, though. I mean, I just love you in the movies. That's my little boy just loves to see you in the movies because your your expressions are so hilarious. And I just... <laughs> Thank you. Know, you're so funny. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, it's just excellent. You know, my his favorite scene though was was in Goblet of Fire when you were doing the ferret scene. And that was just... Yeah. That, that was awesome. fun. Uh, memories that was fun tell us about that what, what what was that filming like the filming yeah yeah it was fun obviously it was a bit weird and everyone was a bit shocked what i was doing as well they were like you're actually letting them put that down your trousers and i was just happy to do it <laughs> <laughs> you're so cool though i mean you're just so yeah i put it down my trousers that's just so hilarious though but andrew <laughs> was worried though that take? yeah how many takes um God, I feel, oh, I'm sure we got like a good like nine, ten takes. Like it was, wow. it was a good few times, oh my and then gosh. like a few times they were irritating the ferret, so like they had to wait for a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah they, they were using they were using like a treat system. Like when every time he gone through the trousers, they gave him a bit of food, and a few times they weren't giving him no food. It was getting a bit wound up. So. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, Get that thing out of my pants. <laughs> now, now, Andrew was really worried, though. You weren't hurt, because he was worried that that, because he knows that those animals have, like, claws and stuff, so you weren't weren't hurt. Oh, no, no, nah, nah, I was fine. I was taken care of. Like, I had um, extra extra big trousers, or pants, as you call them. <laughs> yeah. Extra big ones. They had enough room to get in and out. Yeah, it was all right. And it was like, they were double-lined, so 
Like, there was a thin lining, so I could feel him, but it weren't, like, digging into me or nothing. Oh. That was just brilliant. When you first saw that ferret, what was your first... When you were Um, first told that this was going to happen? Yeah, when I first found out, I think I was going in one day to meet the director down at Shepparton Studios one day. I remember it was just before we started the film and um he said yeah he said he was looking forward to working with me and he knows he said um he liked like my work in the last films and that he said he's gonna looking forward to doing a scene with me with a ferret told me so that's when i first found out he said, told me about that so i was excited it was something new yeah yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely something new <laughs> yeah, it's not something you do every day so no yeah though it does seem to be something you do in most of the films they seem to have an obsession with your pants yeah, I know, there's something or another. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us that was that was fake snow in Azkaban. When oh, you, man, that, that was horrible. The pants. Yeah. That, that would have been freezing. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, no, nah, it, was, it, was, it was warm, it was over hot, because it, it was in the studios, and at the time yeah. I was going in and out of school as well, like, so I was all day, like, working, doing, and then going into the hot set. I mean, it was fun. But every time my face touched the snow, I had some like, allergic reaction. So oh, just, oh, no. Burning. And Tom, Tom had the same thing. Like every time we had to go face down in the snow, was burning. But it was fun though. Like it was something different. We had a good time. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So were, were, were your uh, were, were your uh, boxers or underwear part of the the uh, the costume or were those yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's costumes. Because <laughs> that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be a fun touch. Be able to pick yeah, out no. your own. Yeah, no. If I, if I had a choice, I probably would have chose pink ones. Yeah. yeah that would have been awesome. That would have been so funny. They'd Wait, all be talking about that. Wasn't there a whole process about um, picking the boxers? Wasn't there a oh, whole, yeah, like, nah, no, not the boxers. It was um, a, a bum double. It was like, <laughs> right. I think the way they filmed it was, I think, because it was like a big camera, you know. I didn't. I think in case it got out of control and hit me, like, because, you know, it goes towards the screen. So they had to get a double for me, like, in case worse come to worst, and the camera slid off track or something. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was a bum double. E- yeah. um, you know what? In the end, I think it was actually me, you know. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 can't, you can't tell the difference, so. <laughs> no. But they brought you into the studio to, like, test out these. Yeah, yeah. Doubles. We all had to, yeah, yeah. We had to turn around, like, and we had to check. <laughs> fun. Pretty so odd. Thorough. Fun. So funny. Do people put that on their resume, bum doubles? I mean, that's just so <laughs> funny. I mean, do you... yeah, they probably do. <laughs> it's just so funny. Everybody thinks filming is so glamorous, but mm-hmm. there you go. In set, they're they're checking out how your how your bum looks compared to <laughs> to others, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Jamie, you have a really high tolerance for a lot of that stuff. A lot of kids would not. Yeah, no, nah, I just I know it's a part of the job, and it's fun. Like I don't. I don't get annoyed or nothing. Like it's fun. It's just, oh. You know what I mean? Be part of the part of the team. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Good for you. That's awesome. Thank love you. it. No, I do. I mean, we. I, I enjoy it. I know my little boy enjoys it too, and it's just so fun. I, I, I hate to keep dragging this all these questions, but his one Ooh. thing we were he was fascinated to was when you're back on Chamber Secrets when you were filming the fl- the floating eating the the scene with the floating oh the cup. cakes yes how many yeah. of those did you actually have to eat you know that's what oh well. <laughs> Well, that oh, it took a good. I'm sure it was like, yeah, 28 takes it took to shoot that scene, <gasps> and uh, oh we because there, there was different processes of it, but it was 28 takes of eating the cakes. Basically, we come out of the great hall and they eat the the prop 
department would come over and stack like 12 cakes in my arm and 12 cakes in Josh's, which is like mince pies. Uh-huh. But like, um, yeah, and then we'd have one, we'd have, we'd be eating two mince pies like in our hands and then, um, had to drop them and pick up the cake. And like, I'm sure we had about, we used a good, we must have gone for a good like 30 odd cakes that day, like of just the little cupcakes and God knows how many mince pies. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Tell yeah. me they taste good, though. <laughs> I, I, was taste trying, good? I was just taking little bites sort of thing. I didn't really want to eat them. Right. <laughs> not, not really my favorite. <laughs> oh. oh my and it was a bit hot the, as well, so... Wasn't there, like, a difference between, the, like, the color or the flavor of the cake in the book versus what they used in the movie? Like, don't I remember um, something hearing about that from such a long time ago? Melissa, do you guys remember? What? Mm-hmm. That it was in the book. It was like chocolate cake, and in the movie they used vanilla, and there was this big uproar. Like, how no. can they use chocolate <laughs> when it's supposed to be? I, I don't. Yeah, no, because in the film it was some cupcake. Yeah. Oh. It was just like a cupcake, right? Jane? Yeah, it was just a standard, just a standard cupcake. It wasn't chocolate. It was just some plain. It was on hanging on like a, a fish hook. Like a fish hook, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> hanging on a fish hook. But yeah, the fish like on, on, got in the way. Yeah, on the out on the cut with um at one of the DVD launches for the second one, mm-hmm. there was all outtakes showing on in one of the rooms, mm-hmm. and uh, they had the outtakes of me, Josh, when we were eating them. Like one time, it got caught in my teeth, oh. another one oh, no. it caught his lip, and <gasps> Chris was shouting, "Action, guys!" And like, I stopped, and he was going, "Don't worry, carry on, carry on." I was saying to him, "No, Josh's lips bleeding. It was all bleeding where he caught it on the cupcake while." Oh, oh, but it was all right. Like it was, it was fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Wow. Well, but they they cupcakes. they cut out a lot of stuff. Then they don't, yeah. they don't that they don't put back in the films. No, I know, but I mean it was it was good to film them and stuff. But it would have been good if other people could have seen them. Obviously, yeah. But you have a lot of like <laughs> stuff between between you and and Josh. A lot between you, Josh, and Tom. We had kind of messing around. Yeah, like we had um. Uh, obviously, there was more to that scene where um you see uh, Harry and Ron knock us out with them cakes. Mm-hmm. There was them dragging us into the closet, and then um, oh. we we coming out and we walk into ourselves, two of us. Uh, after you, you can see that on the DVD, it's on the special editions. You see us yeah. coming out like, and it's it's there's, they, they film two of us, and then it's me coming out of the closet all dirty, and then it's me with ginger hair walking into to myself <laughs> and Josh walking out, and then Harry, you know, with the glasses on and that walking into him. It was quite fun. Brilliant! Yeah. Oh my God. Now, now, as somebody whose character went through the whole polyjuice transformation, yes. what do you think? What do you think in movie four when <laughs> when Barty Crouch comes back from from being moody and he's yeah. like, it's, it's like the most painful thing in the world. Yeah, do you remember that, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts shaking and going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot different for you guys. It just your hair just sort of changed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we was all right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think you guys were better at it than he was. Yeah. So what are you filming now? What done. kind of what uh, kind what? of stuff have you done? At the moment, um we just what have we done? We just got yeah, we just got um uh our, our medals, you know, we're part of the Inquisitorial squad. Oh right. Oh. Yeah, we just we just filmed awesome. that like oh, yeah. in with uh Umbridge and she Imelda Staunton's brilliant. Is she good? Yeah, she's brilliant. So we was in our office doing it and um we get badges like we get our our things and then yeah that's been fun filming that and we'd be doing our classroom scene uh is it what else we've done we've done the owls as well you know the owl test we've been doing that in the great hall oh 
Oh, Great. cool. That's what we just finished like last week. We've just been filming. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, because everyone is anxious, though, to know, are, do you, I know that you're friends with so many of the cast members, but the scene when um, Crab has, um, when they catch the, the DA people and like Crab has um, Matt, Neville, like in a, in a, in a hole, are you going to be doing that? Is that in the script? I think, or? I think we are doing something soon, somewhere along the lines. Yeah, we're oh. doing, I know sometime probably next month, I know we're filming all sorts. I'm not sure what's in it yet because I haven't fully read the script. Oh, but, okay. But awesome. yeah, no, I'm sure we're doing something of the sort. Should be fun, I hope to anyway. You get to beat up on, on little, little Matt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matt. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> he can take it. He's a, He's a tough guy. He's a tough little soldier. Isn't he? <laughs> he's a tough little. He's a good little egg. <laughs> what about how how um, Harry's been made to act? Is he is he? Have you noticed any change in the way that um, Harry? Yeah, he. Well, in the Umbridge scene, he's a lot more obviously because they argue sort of thing the first time. You know, in the lesson they sort of argue like, and he chats about Cedric Diggory, and he got a bit of a temper on him. So, yeah, like he's definitely a lot more. Oh, that, you know what I mean? A lot more mature in this film, you can tell, you know what I mean? He's got more of an attitude as well, I think. It's yeah. good. That, that's, that's well. you know, that's true to the book. Yeah, yeah. It's good. That's excellent. Oh, I'm so that's excited. Good, yeah. We're just so excited. So you have high praise then for Miss uh, Staunton as, as Umbridge. Is she just like, do you just want to hate her when you're doing these scenes? Um, well, not so much me because obviously we're supposed to suck up right. to her, like, little teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah. And like, she's all yeah. right to us, like, but, um, where obviously she's mean to like Harry in that, so uh-huh. yeah, nah, she she's creepy as well when she acts like she comes in like obviously she's small and she's like dressed in pink and that and she's all calm but like you can see like there's a look in the eyes you know some sort of evil mm. like it's very good acting mm. wow definitely excellent she's she's quite an actress she yeah yeah she is <laughs> how old are you now me sixteen. So what does 16 mean in England? What else can you do at 16? Uh, 16, you can play the lottery, buy cigarettes, drive. Uh, not drive a car, drive a moped. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Which, do you want to tell everybody, James? Yeah, 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 I got one. Just got a new, <gasps> yeah. I got a new one recently, actually, as it is. Cool. I, I heard. Yeah, yeah. What's it look like? Um, it looks a bit like a motorbike. It's a geared bike, so it's nice. A bit bigger as well. A gear bike? Yeah, geared, geared. Like, gears, you know, like Good. a car, yeah. Oh, cool. What what color is it? Uh, Silver nah, and it's, no. uh, <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's all red and it's got a black line with some orange on it. It's got like a lion's head and it. it's got orange going through it. Red, black and orange. You've got a Gryffindor. <gasps> no, it's like, Basically, it's yeah, sort of like Gryffindor. <laughs> Jamie went awesome. riding a Gryffindor. <laughs> Vehicle. I mean, I it like doesn't it. look that's too a, bad. That's a fan art challenge. It has got the lion's head on it, though, so yeah. Griffin, I never really thought You're like of it. Luna on a moped. <laughs> a lot bigger. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I love it, Jamie. <laughs> it's got a lion's head. Okay, that John just said that's going to be our fan art challenge. Jamie, every time we hear something sort of funny, we ask people to draw it okay, and send yeah. it in. Okay. Jamie on so, his Gryffindor bike. Yeah, Gryffindor. And <laughs> I think we could pull some strings and get the best ones put on your website as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Be nice. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Awesome. So, so that must be fun. Do you just like tool around town and just you know that must be really a lot of fun riding that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's like yeah. Drive around. Yeah. How how fast have you gone? Uh, like forty five, fifty, because it's just still new. So out of the shop, oh. so it's still quite slow. Oh my gosh. 
I I used to have one of those things. I was so bad at those things. I think I I tried to turn and I completely fell into this tree no. nearby one of my streets. It was so bad. I was all scraped up. I, I have not rode one since. Can we have a second fan art challenge of John driving into a tree? Yeah, that would. That's too classic. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. Oh, I'm gonna request it. I'm gonna pull executive override here. And <laughs> yeah. And request it. I'll give you a wow. editorial decision. <laughs> it's an editorial decision. Now, I also heard that you guys behind the scenes get get um, some different accommodations this year than you're used to. Uh, yeah, because I ain't tutoring. I'm, I'm down with sort of like a lodge, like a cabin sort of thing. I'm I'm with um, the Phelps twins are there. There's Josh, Devon, Katie's there. Yeah, just a few of us in like we've got separate rooms, but it's in like one sort of cabin. Mm. It's all right. And we've got next to us, we've got like a little games room with pool table, foosball, table tennis. And then we've got a green room, which is up near the schooling part. And we've got like little telly, we've got internet access and like chairs to sit and hang. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, definitely. It's good this year. I mean, it's good every year, but yeah. Yeah. So and especially what, now you've got school, got more time. <laughs> what are some of the favorite websites of the cast that go on your internet access? <laughs> um, <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> well... Yeah, no, um, I know, depends, I mean, I know Devon's going on a lot of car sites, Tom, who knows what he's been on, probably downloading music, all, mm. all sorts, I don't know. Downloading them legally, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, legally, yeah, yeah, iTunes. <laughs> of course, with the iTunes and all that. You know what else you can get on iTunes? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. What could we get on iTunes? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, James. There it Yay! Is. <laughs> um, any, any Harry Potter sites? Do you guys go to? Um, obviously, Devon and me, we check Leaky Cauldron all the time. For shizzle. Always. But a lot, quite a lot of the time. Yay! Definitely, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy! Yay! That's so sweet. <laughs> so nice. And none other are uh, allowed. Hey, You've uh... changed the settings on the computer. No other Harry Potter websites are allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, once, uh, once the show comes out, you'll have to uh, download it on your little computer over there and play it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Show, them your, show them your work. Yeah, we can say hello to all the guys. Hello to everybody listening. Yay. Oh. Hey, hey everybody in, hello. in the dressing room. Yay. Yay. Rock Hi on. to the green room, dressing room thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be in touch with all of you. You're next. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anytime, man. They're welcome. You know find us? You, you're all welcome on here. Absolutely. Rock on. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what would drive you to the Harry Potter sites, for instance? Like... If you hear a big bit, bit of news, or maybe are you wondering about casting or something, what kind of thing? Yeah, no, I've been obviously like when when I hear there's like you know new cast being casted like Umbridge and that like stuff like that, and obviously to see because like, you lot seem to know before I do and everything, so I want to <laughs> see what's going on. My future really <laughs> see what's in, in store next. Like <laughs> that's funny. Oh my gosh, that is funny. What? Well, I- I had a I had a question kind of related to that. I don't know, Jamie, if you've had a chance to watch the Goblet of Fire DVD. Uh, there's a there's a lot of bonus features on the second disc, and one of them is this documentary following the uh, champions around from the tournament, uh, yeah, minus yeah. Harry, and they go, kind of went there there uh, followed them around for a day on the set, and it was probably the most you know revealing view of what happens. And over there in the the, the studios and uh, and um, they're they're kind of routine. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch that. If you could kind of uh, relate to us how how accurate that was 
um, to um, uh, your experiences? Well, sadly, we haven't even got oh, a copy of the DVD right. till tomorrow. It comes out yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, the 20th. Yeah, in, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. You don't we'll, even get a cast copy? That's nah, terrible. Sadly enough, no. <laughs> Who do we have right to write to, write to tell them about change, that? Yeah. That's awful. Who do we ask about that? Absolutely. What well, do we tell? Warner that's Brothers, embarrassing, man. Get Warner Brothers. <laughs> that's, you know what? Oh, man. Because you're in it. You, there's a nice interview with you in it, too, which is really nice. And you're so... But, mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's oh, terrible. <laughs> so, Jimmy, what do you do in your spare time? Um, Spare time? I like to... Go out on my bike. I like to produce, make tunes. Like, yeah, it's work on my music. These tunes, I, I have been bothering you for years for... I know, but you know, I just got nothing that I'm really happy with at the moment. Well, I mean, once I'm confident with something, like, and I think it's worth it, and I'll definitely send something where you'll be the first. Yeah, we need a Pottercast exclusive, Jamie's Greatest Hits. <laughs> no, Jamie That'd produces awesome. music, produces hip-hop music. It's really good, and I don't like hip-hop oh my generally. Gosh. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> he does raps. Yeah, I do rap. <laughs> Would you do a little rap for us? Can you do a little um, Hogwarts Inquisitorial Squad rap? Oh my gosh, that's a bit hard to write. Inquisitorial Squad. <laughs> Run that one. Oh man, you, that must have been so fun though. When you guys were, did, did you sing the Hoggy Hoggy Hogwarts thing? Yeah, yeah, we sang that. Yeah, Hogwarts, <laughs> oh Hogwarts, my gosh, Hoggy Hoggy Hogwarts. Yeah, I remember that song. What did you guys think of that? What what did you and your your fellow castmates think of that scene when you were doing um, that? Yeah, I mean, we thought obviously we looked a bit stupid because Durmstrang come in doing all these like acrobatics, <laughs> Bo Batten's come in looking all nice, and then we just start singing some worn out song. Which <laughs> 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 so I think it was kind of the idea. It was kind of the idea, but I, I wonder if if any of you thought as you were doing it like, okay, this is gonna get cut. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking that like they they even taught members. Of the background cast, they um taught was teaching them like at lunch times uh, the song and the singing lessons and that. So, and, I mean, it didn't even get used. <laughs> but, yeah, because yeah, you know it was, it was pretty intricate song. I mean, there's different parts to it, and it was kind of like at a round. But yeah, it's written. It's oh, written good. so silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to see though in the deleted scenes because it, it did make it to the DVD. If you didn't know that or not. Oh, yeah. that's good. It's yeah, hilarious. It's, it's it in really the is. Additional scenes. <laughs> Was there at any point in time I thought to have you be up in a tree and and jump <laughs> yeah, down to did. make your entrance? <laughs> yeah, they wanted us to be in a the, yeah, there's a tree and uh, that's what Tom Tom was in at the they, right. they end up being Tom. They need they had to give him a little ankle support because it's quite a little jump. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to do that. They want- I had to have to ferret down my trousers. Wait, so. Slytherin's in a tree? Like a bunch of snakes hanging up there? That's kind of <laughs> wild. If they had all of you oh, up no, in the no, tree, no. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it would have. It would have looked good. They should have done that. <laughs> I would. They oh would have had to show you producers on that one. You climbing. <laughs> you, you three climbing the tree is what I wanted to see. <laughs> Why did they think, oh, gee, I'm going to climb this tree now. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's just so random, isn't it? Needless. <laughs> who, who on the set loves to have people in trees? Was that, was I don't that, know. Was that Newell or who? Uh, because no, we I, had Cedric you know, in the tree know, in the beginning. Was, yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure it was his idea. <laughs> I think Newell had a thing for climbing trees when he was young. That's so funny. I think that had to have been it. He used to love to climb trees. <laughs> That's too hilarious. That is so oh, funny. It's extracurricular Slytherin classes. How to scale a tree. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And look that's really cool sneaky. and with perfect hair while doing it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so weird. Oh my goodness. Oh. So Jamie, I have to say this too. I, I was I was really thrilled we got to meet you in New York at the, for the premiere, and I always wonder what it's like for you to to go. I, I was watching you guys when you were like on the red carpet. What's that like for you when you go out and see these? Just hundreds of thousands of fans out there. I mean, how how does that after you go and and just realize that we're just crazy for your the stuff that you get? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's one of the best feelings in the world. Like yeah. honestly, like to be appreciated. You know, I, mean, I don't even think I had like the biggest part in the film or anything like that. And I mean, you know, what I mean the, the response over in the states, especially, is crazy. Oh, but, but, but you're mean, so nice. You go and you just spend all that time signing autographs, and it's just so cool. You must. Because oh, I mean. I, and I mean, I don't look at myself as no no actor or no nothing like that. And I know like I, it would be quite upsetting if I you know, if I wanted someone's autograph like and then they obviously didn't give it to me. You know, I think everyone's took the time to appreciate. You know, what I mean, and come out to them events and stuff like that. They deserve it. You know, it's just wonderful. Great attitude. Yeah, some of those people were out there for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, long time. Yeah, in the cold in some of them weather sometimes. Yeah. At least it wasn't raining over here in the states. What like it was. Uh, for the big premiere, the world premiere. Oh yeah, with that rain, yeah. That but, I mean, terrible. that's England. So what else can you expect, really? Isn't it? Well, worse is nice. when you're a girl and you've yeah. done your hair and all the mascara oh. and makeup. <laughs> but you know, it's rained on every British premiere, hasn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Every single one. And I remember the. I think it was the yeah the third premiere in America. I remember I went to yeah for the third film. I remember it was like ninety oh. degrees sun, boy. Do you remember that? Oh, I was that's sweating. A horrible. Like, <laughs> you know, it's some a like bit of a change. Full suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everybody's in their big outfit. It was so hot. <laughs> in in Britain though, for the third one, it sort of misted and it rained for a little bit and then it cleared up. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't mm. so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean the fourth one, it was just raining just the whole time. And, <laughs> you know, I, the thing I remember about that premiere too is we were, we got to watch it on, from the website, and and there was that big dragon, the big dragon, the horn tail was like making a lot of noise. That must have been really just the noise at those. Yeah, premieres. no, that was good. It was nice and warm as well because we <laughs> okay. walked past it, it blew the flames. You could feel the heat, so it was quite nice. When I was in, yeah, that makes sense. I hung out there for like <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was some it was a chilly day as well, so <laughs> done me a little favor. We were watching Devin go and do his interviews because it was right in front of the press. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, heat!" <laughs> and stand there. <laughs> but I don't know how you guys do it. They're all the same questions from forty-five people. Yeah, no, no. But it's just, it's just. I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like that. Obviously, I'm so happy and excited, like adrenaline rushing. Like it's just from one person to the next to the next. It yeah. is generally the same questions, yeah, and it's usually like people. From like you know like Tokyo, Germany, and they ask you to say hello to everyone back home. So, yeah, it's fun. So do you have a collection <laughs> of things that that people give you? Do you like have a big collection of of like you know some um, nice stuff? Yeah, I've got a little 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 from when we go to like Milton Keynes and stuff. People oh, always yeah. dropping us madness. I remember one time Matthew got a pineapple. Devon's had Devon's had bras and knickers and sorts like. <laughs> oh. sent, yeah, it's just madness. Like we get little. Someone sent me a little finger puppet of myself. Little madness like that. Yeah, it's good. Wait, a little pop, a little little puppet like the little Potter puppets. Have you seen those? Those are funny. Oh my gosh, a little yeah. crab. Puppet. <laughs> yeah, someone they they like made a bit of felt and stuck my head to it. It was quite a funny little finger. Uh, Matthew put it on the, end his, <laughs> on the end of his pen, and I would put it on my ones. We just signing. <laughs> That's cool. Jokes. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, wow. we've managed to ask you at least one question that you've not heard before. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have spoken with a hundred different people about everything. Just... No. So, so Jamie, we have a big thing here we ask. It's called Live or Die. Who do you think okay, from the books? Yeah. Who is going to live or who is going to at the end of the book, book seven? So could you, well, would you like to make some predictions to answer if we like asked you a, a character? Would you like to make a yeah, prediction? Yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's cool. see. Well, okay. The big one first, Harry. Mm. What do you think, Harry? Um, I, I do think, to say the truth, the way that like the way he changes in the books like, leading up, I reckon he probably will die. I don't hope that, mm. but you know, <laughs> I know it's not the nice. best thing to be saying on TLC, but yeah, <laughs> probably get a lot of hate. But you know, yeah. What about Voldemort? No. Do you think Voldemort will 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 die too? Or live? Well, obviously, I'd hope he would die. <laughs> That'd be good if he does die, like, and a happy ending. But uh, or, or what could happen is they both die, maybe, like, dueling or something. I'm not sure. It'd be tragic. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Mr. Blood. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blood. All right. Well, how about some other ones? How about, well, some of your friends. How about Neville? What do you think about Neville? Yeah, Neville. Um, I, I, think, I think he's... People would feel too sorry for him. Like, you wouldn't want him to die. No. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be right if Neville died. Yeah, but Joe's you know mean. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's mean about writing. So, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to live, too. So, okay, this will be fun ones. What What about Draco? That's a big one. Draco. Um, She, uh, I don't know. I, I reckon he should be sent to, like, prison. Do you? Like his dad, you know, just a little slimy, like sent to rot somewhere. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I don't one. Really that they deserve sense. to yeah. die. Like they, just, they don't deserve to die. You know what I mean? They deserve to just rot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Well, that is. That's we have very a good. staff member who um, who is hoping that the Malfoys end up turning into like house servants for for the Weasleys <laughs> as their punishment <laughs> awesome. after it's all over I'd... with. That's how they. <laughs> Well, oh, here's the one. How about Crab? What do you think's gonna happen to him? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd hope, I'd hope that a big dramatic death is possible. <laughs> Be fun to do, and like, I can imagine no. Goyle dying trying to save me, or me trying to die and trying to save Goyle. That'd be funny. Oh, you guys are <laughs> like, so go out funny. <laughs> I'll save you, Goyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> big dram- dramatic you jump in front of him. Much CGI as possible. Not yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> And a crab explodes. Climb the tree, you'll be safe. The tree. <laughs> the, tree. <laughs> the tree, the art of tree climbing. <laughs> Quick, get safe up the tree. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, so, I think crab um, and, and Goyle, I suppose, uh, are absolutely going to end up fighting with, with the Death Eaters. Or Fight, yeah, gonna, I mean... Because their dads are Death Eaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hope they do. That'd be good. It'd be a good part of the story, and I reckon it'd be good for me to do. <laughs> be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I think they're definitely gonna fight on that side, but I, I have to wonder if they'll be actually Death Eaters. If Voldemort would make the yeah. mistake of hiring such idiots, or we should be, yeah. or we should be, uh, little honorary Death Eaters. Yeah, with another medal. Walk around with a medal. I'm a Death Eater. Ask me how. <laughs> 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 So it's time. It's time to go to the wrap up. Jamie will still be here, but we put yeah. these arbitrary divisions in the show. <laughs> Just noticed. because you're used to them and it's comfortable. Oh, we have to say goodbye to the ears. Goodbye ears. That was awesome. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye ears. <laughs> goodbye ears. Good stuff. 
It was awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, goodbye, ears. Bye, ears. Bye, goodbye, ears. <laughs> Hello, wrap up in a few seconds. Hello, wrap up. And we're back. We're back with. It's the wrap up time. Wrap up. The wrap up, you know, no. is when we have drums. We need like some wrap up music. <laughs> we need some rap rap music. <laughs> I think we have somebody here who can give us some rap music. I think we need Jamie to help us with that. Yeah. So we're here for the wrap-up. Yay! Which, as John says, is when we have drums. (laughs) It is when we have the drums. That's how you know. And we're still here with Jamie Wayland. Yay! And that was was the best podcast 31 we've ever done. Oh, no! (laughs) When am I ever going to get to say it? This is no fair. Someone's a podcast listener. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Smoked you on that one. I'm going to have to think awesome. of some new material. Bested by Jamie Whalen. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, it's not Jamie Whalen. It's Jamie Wallet. Jamie Wallet. Jamie Wallet. Jamie Wallet. <laughs> I'm still looking for a wallet. Yeah, I need a wallet. <laughs> yeah. Send your wallet. wallets to... Anybody want to make Jamie a wallet? <laughs> That'd be Watch appreciated, out. yeah. You'll get a bunch. We'll forward them along. Send it to our PO box. We'll, 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 get, we'll get them to him. That's cool. Well, see, now, now nobody knows if they should make it um, red and gold or if they should make it silver and green because <laughs> he's got all kinds of colors to be sporting now with his moped and his costumes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Jamie's yeah. a secret Gryffindor. Are you? Uh, yeah, well, me and Devin, we, we argued about that. He's He is secret and he's admitted it ever since the first film, Slivering. He knows that's what he wants to be. He knows He knows what's right. <laughs> and I, I think they have. And obviously, fun. Crab, Crab always is always. I think he's always wanted to be Gryffindor. You can always tell that. Like, so he's clapping. He's always happy for Harry. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love I that you that. do that. I do too. I love it's you that so you've thrown that in. <laughs> yes, it's good. It's, it's well, like, like the secret little. He's like, yeah, Harry and Draco always have to be like, no, you're yeah, in yeah, Slytherin. Yeah. yeah. Reality check. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, Draco's always giving you the looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So funny. But those scenes are so funny. Oh, and, and you look like you have, you have like you're having so much more fun. Like at the scene at the the old ball when the guys are all dancing. Yeah. To the, yeah. the hippogriff song, you're going crazy. You're having more fun than anybody. Yeah, we've we've um, yeah, Stan, that we had we had a good time. That must have been a bit of blast. Jumping. Yeah. How was how was yeah, Jarvis? No, it was... Did you guys guys like actually jam? Did he they do some like just jamming those guys? Oh, nah, nah. Like, I mean, I think they was just in for them days, but it was, it was like being at a concert, you know, everyone was just going nuts in a good time. Okay, because my favorite part <laughs> well, was, you know, the mosh pit Flitwick. Did you guys... You- yeah, 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 that was fun. <laughs> we was all passing him along. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> he had a good time. He was loving it. He went to do it again. <laughs> I bet. Hey, Jamie, have you ever had a burrito, Jamie? Oh, ever had a burrito? No, I've, always, I've seen them on... Like on all these American programs, always wanted one though. <laughs> oh, I think you need to find yourself next time. There's a, a U.S. premiere. I think we're gonna take Jamie is it ta- to a Chipotle. What is it Taco Bell? Is it Taco? No! Bell? Oh no! That's a taco. That ain't a burrito, is it? I don't even know the oh. difference. It's gross. <laughs> you need oh, to educate Taco me, Bell. man. <laughs> oh, Taco Bell could not hope to put together a good-tasting burrito if they raided Chipotle's. Dumpsters and look for their scrap material. <laughs> well, next Taco time I'm over, so you take me for one. Oh, that'd be we awesome. will be going to a Chipotle, and it'll be the best thing you've ever had in your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm quite confident of this. Rock on! That'll be great. I can't Lord wait knows. to bring video to TLC of Jamie's next Chipotle visit. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, the burrito, the burrito outing. <laughs> oh man, that'd be Lord so cool. Lord knows we'll have plenty of gift card left too. 
to buy a Jamie's burrito <laughs> from all of the gift cards. Yeah, John John shamelessly begs for those, I'm sure as you know, but it's so funny. It's so hilarious. Well, if you've ever tasted a Chipotle burrito, you'd understand I, people I have not. would uh, lie, cheat, and steal to get their hands on more Chipotle burritos. <laughs> I haven't lied, cheat, or, cheat, cheated, or, or stolen to get... No, no. Well, luckily, I've not had to do that either. People have been sending them in on their own accord. I haven't been using John's <laughs> Chipotle. Well, you've begged, cheated, and stole. Well, you've begged, <laughs> begged, yeah. begged and borrowed. <laughs> Well, Jamie, ha- Jamie, have you ever have you ever played or heard of a game called Dance Dance Revolution? Uh, is it um, like in the arcade, the dancing games? Yeah, where you get on the yeah on yeah thing. yeah, they're fun. Yeah, have they're you, you d- d- played that before? Have you tried that? Yeah yeah, I played that. I played that. Um, I don't know if it's the exact one you're talking about, but I played one of them Probably. dance games. Probably. Oh yeah. Are, are, you, are you any good at that? Um, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that when is... next time Jamie comes to the states, we're gonna ha- we're gonna do Dance Dance Revolution, and we're gonna yeah, yeah, bring him to little... Chipotle. Yeah. Oh That'd my gosh, good. that's like <laughs> that sounds like the best weekend I could ever have. <laughs> oh, that is good. All be my awesome. favorite things. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> hey, I have a, li- a little bit of an off-topic um, announcement. Hey, Jamie, you know the movie Rent, right? Yeah, 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 Rent. Yeah. Well. The show, it started as a show, and I was a really big fan of it about 10 years ago, and there's a, new, there's a podcast out in which I got to talk about that time on the official Rent podcast, and my friend Joey, who, you know, it's so, this podcast thing is so funny. I did this, this official Rent podcast with my friend Joey, and yeah. I didn't know that he was a podcast listener until I got this voicemail. Hey, Melissa, this is your friend Joey Gillis calling. Um, I'm calling for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to let you know that in Central and Eastern Europe, you absolutely do have to go through border checks to go from one country to another, even to go from a country like the Czech Republic to Slovakia, who once were one country. The other thing that I wanted to tell you is to remind everybody that you and I have a very special podcast of our own coming out soon on the rent site and on iTunes and I just want you to make sure to tell all of your dedicated listeners about that and to go check us out and see if they can get our podcast up into the top 25 on iTunes so I'm going to leave that to you and you can discuss some more of those travel arrangements between the wizards uh, love your show. Great quality. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, so if you want to hear that, go over to, we'll put a link in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, Ren's good Make sure stuff. you do that. <laughs> well, Jamie, it was so great good that stuff. you were just, I, I mean, I can't believe you're here. It's just awesome. Oh, she is nice. Yeah, thanks so much, dude. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. Sorry about all them other weeks, but, you know, I'm glad to be here now. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the only time, it's not the last time. No, you know, definitely not. Of course not. And it, and it gets easier every time. Yeah, and I'm still uh, we coming over to America for that burrito, so don't forget. Rock on. Absolutely. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'll fly myself out of Florida and get wherever I need to be. <laughs> cool. It's a deal. That's going to be great. Be fun. Oh, that would be some fun video. <laughs> yeah. He's had crabs for crabs, and now crabs for crabs, and now have burritos for John. Yeah, I make a pretty good crab cake, though. I'm a pretty good cook. Yeah, you're a I'll crab, make all right. It, Make a crab cake. Just go. You're wasting time. <laughs> okay, Jamie. I think it's, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, I can't wait to have you back because people are gonna love this. Yes, they yeah, will. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to come over. All right, guys, let's go. Oh, and about time too. Oh. I think I think that's a wrap. We've missed it. <laughs> <laughs>
I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> Doesn't go through to jail. Oh. Bail John. <laughs> Do not pass Do not pass your boat leg. <laughs> Do not collect your 200 burritos. God. Chipotle Monopoly. Oh. That would be okay. the most ridiculous fan challenge. You all have just gone around the bend at this point. <laughs> Kristen, we have. Kristen, this is every week. Okay, okay. Can you see the little burritos moving around the board? Okay, can I get the blues, blues people in here, please? All right. Blues, blues. Give me your blue. Blues, blues. It's your cue. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't believe there's somebody down the hall coming out of their apartment right now, and I think they're coming to see if I'm all right. <laughs> I just have like little stops along the way, little little taco, little like, yo, get some more lettuce. <laughs> Go back through spaces. <laughs> they put the wrong meat in your burrito. Free parking is salsa. Go back. <laughs> Free parking is like extra helpings of salsa and guacamole. Oh my god. <laughs> you put on too much hot sauce. And the railroads are the type of are the type of tortillas. So they could yes. be like hard taco tortillas, or they could be soft wheat tortillas. Oh, or, don't even blast me. There's only, there's only one kind of tortilla. Oh. We've lost Sue. She's gone. <laughs> Jamie, I'll put, I'll put in a special road with Uncle Vito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Forget about it, huh? <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> 